0: Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. us have all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wayne, pretty PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Termount Plus. 夏の青い空首筋の汗と
1: You're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is on a review for Big Windup Season One and Two. But you can find us at TakuSpirit.com. That's where you can find our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at to the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. But yeah, this is a uh, Big Windup Season One and Two, or Okiku Fudikabute, and the second season is uh, subtitled Natsu no Taikai Hin. Uh, but this was a two-season series. Uh, the first season was 25 episodes, started back in 2007, and was licensed by Rights or Funimation. I'm sorry, was licensed by Funimation. And then the second season, which aired in 2010, was only tw- uh, 13 episodes, and it was actually licensed by Nozomi Entertainment. But we got a review copy from Nozomi Entertainment for that second season, so I pretty much had to go retro back into the first season to watch that all the way through before I could get into the review copy that we got. Um, and I was actually kind of surprised about how much I enjoyed it. Uh, but I'll get more on that later. This was done by Studio A1 Pictures. It was based off a of manga, and its genres are comedy and sports. Uh, it was directed by Sutomu Mizushima, who, if you don't know who that is, uh, he directed Another, Blood Sea, uh, Genjiken, Girls on Panzer, Hare and Goo, and Shirabako. So, pretty good pedigree right there. But yeah, the the reason why I'm kind of surprised by this was because I don't think I've really ever actually heard anybody talk about this series. It's one of those ones where it's like, okay, it's a sports show, so yeah, I kind of get that I don't hear about it, but at the same time, it's one of the few sports shows that I haven't heard anybody talk about. So when I seen it come in, I was like, okay, I don't even know what this series is, let me go check it out, check out the first season, and then jump into the second season, and like I said, just very, very surprised by it. Uh, it follows a boy named uh, Mihashi, and Mihashi just joins high school, and he has a little reluctancy to even join baseball there because the middle school that he was from, his father owned the school, and so he kind of got favoritism from the the school itself and ended up becoming the pitcher and the ace of their their baseball team he enjoyed pitching. He really likes pitching, but everybody hated him. All the other kids bullied him because they thought that this other pitcher was better than him, but he got favoritism, and so he was constantly bullied over that. So, when he comes to this new school, he thinks there doesn't have a baseball team there, but anime happens. <laughs> the school happens to be just starting up a baseball team. So, he decides reluctantly. He kind of moseys all in over there and is kind of confronted by the team and. Uh, asked what he does and he pitches and they're like oh we were looking for a pitcher that we're going to bring him in and he's like oh he's a little reluctant on the idea because he's still kind of afraid from his past but he kind of is encouraged and he ends up joining the team and the baseball team itself kind of kicks off and it's a team of all freshmen because it's the school's just starting their baseball team and so that's kind of a lot of the gist of it is these new fresh kids coming to the school fresh new team going on into the summer tournaments and fighting their way and seeing if they can beat the tournament and go on forward. And I guess that's the fascinating thing about it is it's right off the bat. Nobody really knows each other. They're all fresh off the, the fresh into the school and you're quickly kind of learning each one of these characters. They're learning each other and it's going on to the baseball tournament itself. One of the main focuses or one of the main strengths this show has is its ability to kind of tell a story as it's doing the games And the surprising thing that comes from it is, technically, the first season, which is like 26 episodes, has like two games in it. Like literally almost half of it is one game, and literally one half of it, almost one half of it is one game, and pretty much an entire half, of the other half is one game. And... It doesn't. It, does, it, it kind of takes it time. You get pretty much every single inning, every single bat, every single pitch. Not every single one. Sometimes it's kind of brushed over. Every now and then, and an inning is kind of brushed over. But it's telling a story while it's doing these, this slow play out of a game. And I'm not a huge sports fan, so <laughs> that would probably be a really big downer for me. But they managed to kind of sprinkle in character development alongside the game itself. And surprisingly enough, even though I'm not a sports fan, I'm going to keep saying that, I got excited like watching this, I get excited watching the characters going through each one of these innings because there's so much weight to them. Like the first the first tournament or first game they go to is technically a practice game. And the practice game is against the uh Mihoshi Academy, which is the you know, where Rin was from or uh, Mihashi was from. So there is a little bit of hesitance there of okay, he's now he's gonna go against the people that bullied him, the people that hated him, now they have their new pitcher. And so now you're like, okay, now you can honestly say who's the better pitcher. The one that everybody wanted him to pitch or the one that was the star player because of favoritism. So now you're seeing, now they're, they're able to see, okay, this guy wasn't just the favorite. He was a good pitcher. And that's where a lot of that kind of character play comes in, in effect. I guess I can get into my first downer. I'm gonna sprinkle back and forth between my downers and my ups, which I only have maybe two downers in this entire thing. Nah, is annoying. <laughs> He's very annoying. He is and I guess I can see it. He's timid because he's been put through a lot. His entire middle school, he was tortured. He had like three years in middle school of being bullied and favoritism and bullied and favoritism and bullied. He's very, very timid. And that comes across as obnoxious at some point. I mean he's he's quickly grouped up with Abe, who is his catcher, so they, they form a battery. And that's what, one of the cool things about the series is, like, we remember watching Battery from uh, from uh, Noitma Block, the, what was it, who was this, that no, was a new studio, I don't remember the name of it. Granted, I don't think that's what they were actually going for there, but this one explains the Battery in full detail, because Mahashi's big, Mahashi, the pitcher, the main character, his big skill is the fact that he has, like, extreme control. He can control where that ball goes, he's a great pitcher, but... That costs him his speed. He ha- he has no ability to throw quickly. He's just got a lot of control. And he joins up with uh, Abbey as his catcher. And Abbey is just really, really smart. This guy is, he knows the ins and outs of every game. He knows body language. He knows, he looks at stats of every single player they're going against. He's, he's, there. of course, most of these players, most of this school itself pride themselves in studying their opponent before they play them. He's very smart in being able to put that into play when he's there as a catcher, and he gives uh, Mahashi the signals that he needs to get. And Mahashi, and quickly they kind of establish this thing as Abhi is like very very strong, he's very uh, controlling, and then you have Mahashi, or Mahashi who is timid but very very skilled at pitching. So Abi, you know, rath right the bat says, "Okay, we're going to, I'm going to tell you what to pitch. Don't ever shake your head at me, because of course Abby's had his past experience with somebody who." didn't really respect his uh his signals so he quickly establishes you're going to take whatever pitch i give you and you're going to pitch it don't ever shake your head at me kind of thing so you have this kind of bond forming between the two is abby kind of is he's a manip he kind of is manipulating mahashi and at the same time mahashi is allowing himself to be manipulated because he's doing a great job and abby is giving him signals that he needs to pitch a perfect game kind of thing so it's really cool how they create that dynamic Outside of that, you have like the coach, she Momoe, she's like incredible. She's just a very go-getter. She's uh very devoted to her team. She goes out and does part-time jobs just to pay for the stuff they need. She's got very, very enthusiastic, but at the same time, she's very, very strong arming if they don't go, you know, in line where they need to go. So she's an excellent coach to go with the team. The other one big one that I would probably mention is Tajima. Tajima was like the guy that Every time he was on bat, I was like, yes, he's going to knock it out of there, but he's short, but he's a really good batter. So he can he can hit fly balls but at the same time. He doesn't really get home runs because he's not tall enough. But how they played him off and how he's he's very energetic. He, he's he got a, a great skill of reading the pitcher. He's often the guy that's on the side that's telling people to run uh, still bases because he can read the pitcher and when he's going to actually pitch. And at the same time, he has to deal with his own issues in how he can't hit certain balls from certain pitchers, which I wouldn't get into, but really, really cool seeing each one of these characters go into play and see. I guess the main focus for most of the show really is in how they observe other teams, how other teams observe them, how you can read each other, how you can make plays off of how the other team's strengths are, exploiting their weaknesses. A lot of that comes into play with the show. It is awesome because you'll love when they exploit... The weaknesses of the other team, but then when the other team exploits their weaknesses, it's always like you get you get angry and you're like that's cheating. How? Dare? And then you realize, oh, that's right. I guess they technically did the same thing to them, so you can't really complain. Um, but it was fantastic. The first season, I really enjoyed the uh, the first game because it was really about Mihashi and overcoming his past. The second team was really really sh- our second game was really really strong because it was them going against a really really strong team. And at times you don't really think that they're they're going to be able to pull anything off. Going into the second season, it's more into the characters themselves. It's more about Abe and Mihashi's relationship going forward. How they can, uh, is it a healthy relationship between the two of them as a battery? Do they need to change things to move forward? It does get into like Hanai, who is their team captain and his, uh, struggles with being the best and who he sees as being a rival, which is kind of cool. And then towards the later part, they go into um, one of their later games, and you really start seeing that aspect of observing and exploiting weaknesses. That a lot of that's heavy in that whole part, and of course onto their future, which is kind of cool. But overall, I mean, I just there's a lot into the show that I didn't think I would enjoy. My only upsets, like I said, was definitely Mahashi. Mahashi was the he gets he gets really annoying at times he, half the time i wanted to fast forward him because his dialogue is literally i i i want want to to, 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 to do do and i mean he, every time he talks it's that like one sentence gets expanded into like 20 seconds cuz he takes that long to talk and everybody's trying to be patient with him or as Abby wouldn't be patient with him He's that timid, and he's that way pretty much the entire show, first and second season. It doesn't, you would expect at some point he's going to get over this, but he doesn't really ever get over it, and that can be a downside. I I kind of dealt with it because I loved the entire cast. I still like Mahashi. I think he's a amazing pitcher, and I liked seeing him overcome things, but at the same time, he was like that only real, please don't talk, <laughs> kind of character in the entire show. Which sucks because he's kind of one of the main focal characters. Of course, it, it doesn't really focus strictly on Mahashi, it, it kind of jumps around to every character. My other real Downer would probably, and it's really only present in the first season because I don't think he was even in the second season, was Shiga. Shiga was their, uh, I don't know exactly what he was other than maybe a advisor for the team, but he would come in and kind of teach the kids like meditation and teach them good foods that they should eat in order to help themselves practice. And he had all this really cool information, and I was really cool learning about that kind of stuff. But at the same time, his conversations was like literally like a, a QVC commercial or something like that, where it's talking about a product. <laughs> it's like, move on, guy. Move on. We don't need that long of an explanation. You're taking up way too much of this entire episode talking about meditation. Uh, but like I said, that was really only like two segments throughout the entire two seasons, and they were only the, the first season. But yeah, definitely... A lot of really great moments and I I think I especially appreciate the fact that even me not being a big sports fan there was so many times in this entire two seasons where I was just at the edge of my seat I was excited about watching a play oh one big key thing one huge pro to this entire series the writer isn't big on falling through with flags now like most people know what a flag is. If you don't know what a flag is, it's it's technically whenever something happens, like you get a backstory of a character in an episode and you're like, that character's totally going to die because we're getting his entire backstory and we've never seen anything about that character and then sure enough, the character dies. Or somebody makes a big inner monologue, this is especially true here, an inner monologue about no, I, I really do need to do this for the team. I've got to do it for the team. I'm not going to, but I'm afraid. No, I'm not going to be afraid. And they, they they talk themselves up in their head and you're like, he's going to hit it and it's going to be so rewarding. No, it doesn't happen here. You you can have a character go up there and they're scared and they, they talk themselves up and they have this emotional moment where somebody is off the side that gives them that signal. It makes them go, they're with me. They're giving my encouragement. And you're like, He's going to knock it out of the park. This is totally set up for him knocking. No, it doesn't happen. He strikes out like it literally does not fall through with flags, which I think is great because it's very unpredictable. You can have where they'll have an entire inning where they're filling up the bases and you're like, this is just setting up for one character to walk up and knock it completely out of the park and then to get all those runs. No, they'll get struck out like it never any of the play is never goes by a certain formula it it's always i don't want to say ex- it's like the opposite to exceeding expectations it's it's killing your expectations and it's in a good way because it's reality and that's a that's an important thing for me not knowing that getting that sense at some point probably i got it about i don't know halfway through the the second game maybe probably right towards the end of the first game Having that moment where I finally went, okay, I can no longer expect that him talking themselves up is going to get an, an instant home run, that's really solid in my book, because I think it makes it unpredictable. You never know what's going to come around the corner. You root for them, and it feels like a real game. And that's an important thing to the entire thing, is that it feels like a, a real game. So I really, really like that aspect of of this show at a whole. So, yeah. but But that kind of lends itself, like I was saying, I don't know if I got to that point, but... Even not being a sports fan, I had so many moments where I was just, yeah, getting excited, at the edge of my seat, but also just like w- certain moments where I just, I'm literally cheering <laughs> as I'm watching it. And I, I don't usually cheer out loud when I'm watching a show, but I'm like, yes, yes, you got that one. Yes, that, that, that moment of victory. They had this one scene where, I'll just say a pitcher's at third base, and they had a, a play that they had, and how that kind of concluded was literally one of the most exciting uh, moments of the series for me and I got I got super pumped about it. I got really excited about it. Seeing how they play, manipulate the other players was really, really exciting too. Like the idea of okay, we're gonna go up against a team that has they they analyze it and say, okay, well this per, this team has a key batter. And that batter literally is is carrying the entire team. He's that good. He's that good of a pitch a batter. He's tall. He can knock out home runs all the time. His hit rate is like 100%. What do you do? You walk him. Every single time that guy's got into play, you walk him. And it's like, literally, you're going, that is so brilliant. But at the same time, everybody's getting ticked off. The dad's getting angry, like, you, wuss, you wouldn't even stand up to him. But it makes sense. And that's really, that's, again, one of those really, really cool things about this entire series. So, yeah, if you haven't guessed by now... I definitely recommend this series. Uh, like I said, you have to go to Funimation in order to get the first season. But the second season, I guess, technically never got picked up by Funimation. So thank you, Nozomi Entertainment. They went and grabbed it and brought it over. The only unfortunate thing, of course, I got to point out is that the Nozomi Entertainment release of the second season does not have a dub because it wasn't done by Funimation. Funimation did this uh, or these the dub for the original first season. So not the same case for the second season, but it's one of those cases of we got it, and that's, that's one of the cool things. So, if you don't want to go out and get the DVDs of Funimation and uh, Nozomi Entertainment, they are both available online for streaming. Uh, Funimation has it on their site and on YouTube, I believe. Um, Nozomi Entertainment has it on YouTube, so just check out their channels. But like I said, I, I highly recommend buying the entire series because it was very, very entertaining. It makes sense that you're probably not going to get a conclusion from this one, because I think the, the, the manga is still going. But I felt that it had a a solid conclusion. I mean, it it definitely had. Okay, here is where we're going next. But I felt that I had en- I got enough from the characters. Um, I definitely want to see more. I would love to have seen more. But of course, being you know <laughs> six years ago, the second season aired, probably not going to happen. But I would definitely like to see more of this this series because there's there's other side characters they never really got into. They did dive into a lot of characters. I mean, you have an entire cast of the players i mean they have nine players in their baseball team and they're getting into pretty much the catchers and the the pitchers and the coaches of the other team they're playing against uh you have the mothers which are I'm glad i remember this the mothers are awesome because you have a lot of them are really kind of seeing their kids you know becoming more passionate about something a lot of their kids had no desires or in the case of like mahashi who was upset about his previous goal uh they're seeing the change in their children which is really cool they're there to kind of root them on. They're always on the sideline kind of cheering them on or bickering or, or uh, gossiping about kids or something like that, which is always kind of fun. So they kind of bring a little kind of uh, perk to every single game. Uh, <laughs> Hamada and the cheerleaders. I'll just say I liked Hamada. I like the cheerleading thing. It was even cooler when they got in the second season, they got the female cheerleaders in there, which was kind of funny. But they're they're kind of the worst cheerleaders. I mean, there's a lot of times in the game where it seems like they would need some cheering for the team, and here's Hamada on the sidelines, just holding onto the fence and looking dreadful. It's like you literally two episodes ago said how you could never sigh. Your whole thing was never sigh because the the if the crowd hears you sigh, they're gonna sigh, and you're not doing any good just not cheering. So get get the cheering part kind of a funny side note but yeah really really cool getting into the other pitchers was definitely a cool thing uh like i said uh abe's previous pitcher and his 80 count limits the mihashi's previous school their new pitcher and pretty much the teams they're going against going forward was kind of cool as well really cool stuff like i said definitely recommend it and uh definitely appreciate nozomi entertainment sending a dvd copy of the second season in order to review hope you guys enjoyed this review Sorry that Chris had pretty much said nothing the entire review, but I kind of just wanted to put this off, or I wanted to kind of sneak this in on the side because it's been a while since we had this, and I want to get it reviewed. But we hope you guys enjoyed this review. And did you wanna, do you want to do you want to add anything towards the end? that The characters are cute. Ruby looks pretty adorable. Yeah, Ruby's the cousin. She's 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 cute.
0: Well, she actually, shows up every now and then, I cured.
1: was uh, I was thinking about it. You, the way you say, as excited as you sound, are you? Because the way you, you come away from it almost as excited as I felt when I came away from Hajime no Ippo. Every time I kind of was going, this is so great, Chris, this is so great. He would always bring up Hajime no <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> he would it, show it's... me clips of it and I'm like, yeah, but I'm watching Big Wind Up. I don't want to watch that right now. <laughs> yeah, are, so are you that excited that, that maybe it is something that I should check out? Or do you think that it wouldn't be something that I would get a kick out of? I think you enjoy it. I don't. Know, I don't know why you wouldn't enjoy it. Um, like I said, the the only thing that's going to be a test, and I think it'd be a test for anybody, is if you're gonna, you're, if you're gonna be one of those people that hear Mahashi for the first two episodes and go, "I can't stand them. I give up," kind of thing. Which I don't think is going to be an issue. All right. Do you like whiny, timid characters that whine all the time?
0: yes no. Co- he,
1: he also gets the kappa face. I call it the kappa face. Every now and then the he three? Gets, Yeah, he, no, he has the triangle mouth. A little kappa face, oh, the triangle I And and you. his eyes kind of stretch out. He got he has a kappa face going on. It's 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 weird. And then yeah, Abby yells at him. I call it the beak <laughs> the beak face. Yeah, there you go. I just I always get think of like uh uh what was it? Her show recently that had a kappa in it. And I was thinking of that. Maybe it was not book of friends. Anywho, yeah. I think he would definitely enjoy it. I watched just an least. episode of that recently and it just ate me alive. <laughs> that seems like a friend is like torture. <laughs> it's good torture but it's torture. But anyways, uh we hope you guys enjoyed this review of Big Windup again. Check out uh the first season from Funimation and check out the second season from Nozomi Entertainment, Firefly. You can find them both on rightstuff.anime.com. The Firefly Firefi- the Firefly episode. Firefly the girl was a firefly. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we thank you all for listening, and y'all take care. Ose.